Hello, Acaville Radio. Welcome to another wonderful episode of Talk Acapella. It's a podcast for the acapella community where we examine the culture as well as the ins and outs of vocal music, along with the people who are working to shape it. I'm one of your hosts, Brian Alexander. Joining me as always, Alicia Edwards. Alicia, how are you doing today? My top teeth really hurt. And one of Uh-oh. my bottom teeth is loose. You're like falling apart. I, know, I feel like I there's something going on each It <laughs> said it's okay that it's loose because that's proof that my teeth are moving. So and- for those of you who haven't heard me ranting, I have aligners in my mouth. So I currently speak with a lisp. Slight <laughs> I don't lisp. even know how many slight, of our like listeners even picked yeah. up on it. Speak I think it's more mental. Lisp and my teeth are constantly hurting yeah. and will be for the next couple of months. Okay, well, as as long as it doesn't affect, you know, the the quality of the the product of the show, yeah, I will so. I will do my best to not let that happen. <laughs> How are you? You're back in I, Texas. Do, I am. I'm I'm back off of a, a vacation, a much needed vacation after all the craziness of 2020. So it was nice to get away, and I I got to visit Utah, which is where Alicia it lives. is, and we went and had lunch and ice we cream. Did. We did. It was fun. It was a good time, and pretty soon we'll have to upload the the. Picture, well, picture we took you know, from our travels. We, we got to, my husband and I got to meet Brian's dog, which was really cool. Yeah, he's I mean, cool, not really so. related to acapella, other than two of us got together. With hey, our it just proves that we have a life outside of this show. Yeah. So, so but we'll yeah, it was that. fun <laughs> and it was good. And on that note, I'm so glad to be back here for another episode of Talk Acapella, and we have another great guest today. Yes, we do. So joining us today is none other than the director of Soul Acapella out of Baldwin. Wallace University, we have Mr. Timothy Bates. Tim, how are you doing today? I am doing wonderful. Thank you so much for having me. It is a tremendous honor. Oh, we are so glad uh, to, well, that you're able to. Yeah, see thanks it. for coming on the show. Absolutely. So, Tim, how the biggest question I always have for our guests is just how are you like maintaining with 2020? It's been a, such a crazy year, but how are things with you? I'll be honest. So, I, I'm known for being a, a glass half full person. And for me, 2020, like besides the obvious of the world ending and that sort of stuff you know (laughs) it's pretty bad but honestly so i went to boarding school for for two years of high school and one of the biggest takeaways for me was i got to spend six months home with my family and i haven't gotten to do that for about six years and so for me it's felt like i've gotten some of the that time that i was away at boarding school back with my family so for me that was actually pretty much a positive one of the few positives i can take <laughs> away from 2020 <laughs> right and you have to like find those little positives as much as possible in a very strange way you actually benefited from all of this you know nonsense as i i like to call it and by spending time with family so i, I gotta be honest i don't hear too many people being happy to be back home <laughs> But I'm glad that you are. I know I would have hated it. Uh, Yeah, same. I'm so glad that my college days are long gone because that would have been really (laughs) rough. Right. So, so Tim, just to kind of jump into it here, can you tell us about your background in acapella, you know, how you got started and how it led you to where you are today? Oh, absolutely. Well, I'm sure I'm not the only person who has a similar story. So <laughs> I guess I got to take us back to my sixth grade year. I was eating a plate of nachos in my living room and all of a sudden my grandfather calls and he's like... He's on the phone with my mom and he's like, turn on NBC. There's something that I think you would like. You know, I was really big into theater.
theater and performing and singing. And so I turn it on, and there's the Tufts Beelzebubs oh, singing oh, nice. on the season one of NBC's The Sing-Off. And I really didn't know what acapella was at the time, mm-hmm. but oh my gosh, they were in these like green sweater vests, and yes. they were like so yes. nerdy, <laughs> but I was a nerd. I absolutely loved it. Guys, and I'm I just, from there, oh, nerding's the yeah, best. Yeah. But from there, I would watch every episode of The Sing-Off. I signed that petition when the show was canceled. I cheered when it was <laughs> awesome. back again. I watched every episode. And then once I got into high school, I wanted to do acapella, but I went to a school where like I was like one of like three people in our school choir. And you can't really do much when you have a school <laughs> choir of three. I went to a very small private boarding school and like there we didn't have that many people interested in music so that was hard but once I got to college I didn't even realize there was an acapella group at my college but I was actually sitting up in the bleachers with my future best friend and future roommate and future co-director of my acapella group and I was just talking to him and and I said to him I was like hey and we just talked to him he was like yeah I'm gonna audition for this acapella group on campus he's like we have an acapella group here (laughs) and we talked and you know we both convinced each other to audition and then you know bunch of years later you know here we are and it's it's been one of the greatest experiences of my life and it's been really cool to like accomplish something that i've wanted to accomplish and do it in the way that i've wanted to can i just say that we typically have guests that are fans of the sing off on the show but seldomly do we have like what i i perceive to be a diehard hey we, uh, we've even it. had guests who were on the show oh cor- correct you are very correct uh, at Amy least, Whitcomb. Yeah. yeah yep yeah so my, my my sister's current actually acapella director so we live in i live in dayton ohio okay. more specifically kettering where the kettering national acapella oh. fest is ever oh, so nice. like where i live acapella is like it's a big deal it, it's bigger than football <laughs> so like every director in that town is like one of the big wigs of acapella. So my sister's director was on like the final season of the sing up and what? was runner up. And every wow. time I see him, I'm just like, I watched you on television <laughs> and now you're teaching my sister acapella. This is incredible. Do, do so you happen funny. to know who that individual was or what group he was in or she was? Yes. In? So his name is Christopher Diaz. Um, oh, he was part of the exchange, yes. which they were the runners up on yes. that one night season of the sing off. Oh, okay. I definitely remember him now. Okay. I, I, I followed him. That's all. Okay, I have also a rant. I have so many random questions that just <laughs> popped in my head. But since you mentioned Kettering, are are you near the the high school where Eleventh Hour? you know takes place is that that group are you if familiar? i wanted to i could walk there really um, i'm not going to because i i like yeah where fairmont high school is you know they have a local gym i have a gym membership like at that high school to, to work out when i'm home so yeah wow. it's extremely close my goodness this is this is awesome this is already shaping up to be great i am so loving this but you're making my ego very high so <laughs> I really appreciate okay I, be- I better tone it down then i, I apologize about that. i mean this isn't the funnest episode ever this isn't the <laughs> I'm, I'm being like i'm trying to tone it down no no i, I understand that oh okay. i appreciate it yeah. okay i know i think i missed that for a second come on brian get with it hey i I, I, I apologize are you back on campus for the fall semester yes okay we are currently back on campus week three wow and what has that been like for you I'll be honest. So that was the longest spring break ever. I left (laughs) home for spring break and it's just getting back. And I don't remember them ever scheduling spring break to be five months. But, you know, it's good to be back on campus. Isn't that the dream, though? Do you want spring break again? I mean, 
I've never been a huge Spring Break fan. Wow. Um, I guess it's because I'm like nerdy and I don't love the beach so much. So like, you know, I could take it or leave it, you know? Okay, okay. I mean, if I was in college, I would take it. And when I was in college, we didn't have Spring Break. So that was super lame. Yeah. Wow. How is that even possible? I thought that was like mandated. Well, BYU does one Spring Break, like a day of Spring Break now for the students. A day? And I was like, that's lame. And I'm like, students need like that, like mental refresher i mean whatever yeah you guys got jet i know i know oh my goodness so okay so you're back into the swing of things tell us about soul a little bit so you know i've done a little lurking online and just kind of been following (laughs) some of the things that you guys been doing and i know that you recently had yes i used lurking lurking. (laughs) yes i've lurked online take that however you want to take it i'm not ashamed Can't i believe like it used to be called well, no it was like you know facebook stalking kind of thing yeah, you know yeah. how people yeah. do <laughs> anyway Seoul recently did their semester auditions right and yeah you know wh- what can you tell us about that experience because i know many groups have kind of had to change up you know the process for what they they'll be doing in terms of audition and some groups have just flat out canceled auditions you know what was that process like for you all so for me it's really different so i'm at the point where i've been involved in soul auditions since so i i'm a fifth year senior because i changed majors after my sophomore year so this is my third year i've been involved in auditions i was i was a fifth year senior so that's why i'm so everything about auditions in the past has been okay we want to find the best people vocally but we also want to find the best people who can mix their voices and this year it's hard because we can't really figure out how they're going to mesh in terms of their voice because on our campus singing is not allowed to be done in person in groups Mm, but especially with what's going on with the iccas this year we still have motivation to be able to work so our biggest me and the other members of our board sat down and we decided first of all yes we want to continue doing soul this year and we want to have auditions so what we did is we Obviously, we used the power of Zoom and we had Zoom auditions. We had about 40 people or so audition, which on our campus, a small campus of like, you know, a couple thousand is pretty good yeah and you know it's a lot of hours of people saying but to the point where we had you know 15 or so people that were like okay we know what we want to do with it and then when it came time for callbacks instead of doing what we would normally do of trying to figure out who blended the best Mm -hmm. we wanted to just find good people because Mm -hmm. one of the things that i found in terms of running a group is doesn't matter who's the best singer but you want to have people who are going to be fun to work with. Right. Yeah. Part of a group like this that basically you kind of turn into like a family mixed with like a fraternity where you have certain <laughs> rules and guidelines you have to follow, but you also sit around watching Netflix for hours. You want to find people that you're not going to, you know, despise after you go to rehearsal. Well, and I mean, from my collegiate experience, well, not even from my collegiate experience, just in general with acapella, you could have somebody who's a really good singer, but if you don't jive with them, it's like, oh. You're a good singer, but... And it's really important to find people who are dedicated, especially with Mm -hmm. this year. If we send out some music and say, hey, learn this, Mm -hmm. we need it to be someone who's going to learn it. You don't need to even be the best musician, but with everything going on, we need need to know that someone is going to commit and so we had an amazing crop of people at callbacks and you know it's still nerve-wracking we just had our we've only had two meetings we had a socially distanced photo shoot the pictures (laughs) and masks and then we and then last night we had our first meeting where we introduced people to like to the group history we played around we had fun and it's good to be back in the swing of things can you tell us a little bit about i mean the makeup of soul like how many how many members are in it 
I, I know it's a mixed Absolutely. group. Absolutely. Yeah. So, well, for me, when I first started, the group was kind of... I, there were two acapella groups on campus. Okay. There was an all-male acapella group that was part of a bigger men's chorus okay. that you had to be part of the men's chorus to be a part of the acapella group. And then there was Soul that was known for being like a fun acapella group, but didn't really have any vision and drive. Okay. We didn't do much. And so when I kind of stepped into the leadership role, I was like, okay, well, there's so many things I want to do. And so we kind of became more of a group that had the identity of we want to record, we want to do more things outside of campus. So um, me and the other current 18 people, or I guess 17 people okay. that, that we have, we're people that are completely dedicated for music, but we're not all music majors. Okay. Especially with, we have a conservatory on campus, a very well-known conservatory. On the university's website. But at the same time, we try to keep our group as diverse as possible okay. in terms of our majors. We've okay, had different times right, where we've right. had majority of conservatory majors. And that's hard because, first of all, Soul's not necessarily going to be their most important thing when they have real important music things that they have to right. do. So it's really good to have a mix of non-music majors and music majors. I'm so curious, based off what you remember, what was like the most, I hate, I don't want to put it, it's not nothing negative by, by any terms, but what's like the most unexpected, I guess, major that, that, came, that came through Soul that you probably were like, whoa, you do acapella and this is what you're studying? Do you remember like any, any people that stand out? Not, not, not. I wouldn't say the most... Well, first of all, my roommate, who uh, was our beatboxer for four years, he graduated last year, but he was also our assistant director last year. He was a double major in flute performance and music theory, which okay. isn't necessarily unexpected in terms of doing acapella, but the fact that you would do beatboxing <laughs> is more unexpected. But we have right now a member who is a nursing major who's on the volleyball team. Wow. Whoa. Which, you know... She came in, I had her in a couple, like she was in a couple classes with me and then she came in and she did a phenomenal rendition of an Adele song. And I'm like, whoa, you're a nursing <laughs> major who plays volleyball? And that was not sing. And you can sing, yeah. yeah exactly. So I'm curious, because you, you said that you did your auditions via Zoom. How many mm -hmm. members did you accept when all was said and done? So all of a sudden done, we accepted eight. We kind of gave ourselves like a minimum and maximum. So you had eight new accept. members from that Zoom audition. Exactly. Okay. Technically, we had seven. We had a person who took a year off who oh. we kind of had just for, you know, for fairness, we, we wanted him to just re-audition. Right. But, you know, we were pretty certain we'd right. bring him back. But seven people who had never been in the group okay. before okay. and eight in total. Okay. So I'm curious in terms of the, the auditions, was it just a simple as hey su submit a video or was there any part that was actually live with the group i know you mentioned getting to know people to make sure that they feel right for the group you know what was that yeah. process like yeah so i can kind of take you through just kind of what the auditions looked like so obviously it was the start of it was the standard 30 seconds of two contrasting songs and then we did range testing and then we decided okay we need to understand how they're going to be able to sight read but the hard thing about that was was how are we going to get people to sight read without making them print up music, that sort of stuff. So our music director and I came up with a really unique idea where we chose three very popular songs, Africa by Toto, nice. um, A Thousand Miles by Vanessa Carlton, okay. and I Want It That Way by The Backstreet Yes, we told everyone <laughs> yes thank you. Prior to the audition, and we told everyone prior to the audition, learn this music. However, what they didn't know is we punked them. And when they came to the audition, um, we said, great. 
So now harmonize with this. And Ooh. so instead of having to sing it, we made them on the spot come up with harmonies. Because I'm sure as everyone in acapella knows, yes, it's important that you learn your exact notes. Mm-hmm. But if you're not quite sure of it, it's better that you know what to sing that's going to sound good right. and not, you know, that's search and destroy. Point. That is really cool. I'd, yeah. I've so, never so heard we of that. did that's that. And then for our callbacks, I did something that's a little goofy so basically we asked everyone questions just like you know what was your toughest achievement what is your proudest moment and then i asked some questions just like okay what soup are you and why <laughs> and the purpose of it isn't to find out what they visualize themselves in soup form right. but it's to see how they're going to react when they face a question they weren't expecting because if you see that they are all frazzled and aren't really excited about answering you know it's going to be harder when you ask them to to do something in rehearsal they're not expecting on the other hand if someone's like oh i know bacon cheddar soup and they give you a reason and they're excited you know okay this is going to be someone that's going to be fun to work with i think that's such a unique idea just in the sense that you know at its core acapella you know it we don't really take ourselves as serious as I, I think a lot of people think. I'm like, yes, we have the, the competitive scene with ICCA, but at the end of the day, we're singing without instruments. So to find somebody that kind of fits that mold, that kind of fits that uniqueness, I, I think that's such a smart way of gauging, you know, do you ha- would you fit in with what's going on? That That's, I don't know, that feels right to me. Totally. Yeah. And so that's really cool. So how, I, I'm curious with Zoom, and I know Zoom is really not, it's already a part of everyone's life. It's for those who it's not a normal day to day thing for the life. It's going to be at some point. How do you make people feel comfortable, you know, through that medium, especially with auditions, auditions in themselves are just so nerve wracking. And, you know, you're, you're just worried about doing the right thing and pressing the right people. But now you're doing it through this online aspect, which is like it doesn't feel as connected as being in the same room. How do you make someone feel comfortable during an audition? Well, for me, I kind of think about it like, what would I want to do best? And knowing that yet, so we have gave each person a 15 minute time slot, but only expected to use about seven or eight minutes. And the purpose of that was so we didn't rush anything. We had time to converse with the person. Also gives us time with their technical difficulties, which there always is. <laughs> of course. But so the person doesn't feel like we're going from step one to step two to step three. It gives us time to just get to know the person as a person without them feeling like they're part of this machine-oriented process. A lot of people are surprised when they realize, oh, these people are humans too. <laughs> um, what? And, and, and I think that's important. Yeah, I, I agree completely. It, it definitely is. And I, I think the more that not only can you that you can see from these auditionees, the more that they can also see from you all, it just helps everyone at the end of the day. So that, that's great. So I'm, I'm curious, since auditions were done online, and are there any other things that you all plan on do doing differently for this coming up year? I know that, you know, like you said, you all have to do the social distancing thing. You know, how what are your plans for how do you plan on engaging with fans, your community, you know, whatever you have going on? Absolutely. So this year, we've really done a much more, I think, intentional effort of trying to pre-plan, but also giving us room for things coming up. So we're not going to have as many opportunities this year on campus where Lambda Chi Alpha Fraternity asks us to sing at, you know, their watermelon festival or whatever. We're not going to have situations where different organizations ask us to perform, which means we have more time to just focus on us. So I know one thing this year we're going to do a lot more of is we're going to do a lot more teaching our members when it comes to how to arrange music. How does one person go about 
making a song sound good in a recording process. We're in the stages of teaching new beatboxers as our beatboxer graduated last semester, and I'm currently taking beatboxing duties for (laughs) the time being. Wait, but aren't you the bass? I am bass. uh, So I've sang bass my entire time, but also living with a beatboxer for, you know, we were roommates for four years. He also just... Do you have another bass then? We have, yes, we have other bases. Yes. (laughs) I I mean, I'm a female base, so I was like, that's so foundational to the group. No, no, absolutely. I was like, can you do both at once? So, I mean, I was. I mean, if I could, I would. (laughs) No, so, but right now we're kind of in a transitional period as well because we know that ICCAs are going to be like an important foundation, but also we want to be able to build this group for years to come. For me, this being my final year, is this the way I wanted to go out? No. Like, we have never made it to semifinals. It's always been my goal to be able to, like, stand on the stage with the group holding that, like, paper certificate. Be like, yeah, we're going to the next round. And, you know, knowing that that particular moment isn't going to happen. You know, is it crushing? Absolutely. But also knowing, number one, I'm not the only person feeling that. There were groups literally last year that had that in their hands and didn't even get to go to semifinals. But... Being able to take all of the negatives of this year and turn them as positive as possible. We have eight, well, seven new members who have never done acapella in a collegiate level who are excited to dip their toes into the waters. And they're not going to be able to fully do that probably until next semester at the latest. But still, seeing these people like be excited about joining a collegiate group or a club in general, which I'm sure y'all know is super hard when you join college. It's exciting and it's really inspiring. I like that you're talking about how you want to teach those new members, like how to blend better, work with them on certain things like beatboxing, because I mean, I I feel like you're, and, and you mentioned you're thinking ahead, but with that, you're basically building the foundation of what you've got in Seoul. And so once post-pandemic life, I mean, goes back to whatever our new norm, or goes, not goes back to, but goes to whatever our new normal is, I feel like that's going to be very critical for your group moving forward. Yeah. And with that, we do unfortunately need to take a commercial break, Um, but don't go anywhere because we will be right back here with Tim Bates on Tacapella. Every week for an hour, we hand over the keys to the station to, wait, is that right? The listeners? It's true. You, our listeners, can choose what we play for our requests and dedications hour. You can catch it every Thursday at 9 p.m. in the East, 6 p.m. Pacific, and then again on Sundays at 5 a.m. and 5 p.m. East, 2 a.m. and 2 p.m. in the West. It's a chance for you to head to our website, pick some tunes that you want to request, or make a dedication. We'll play them right here on our air. And welcome back to Tacapella. That's right. We are back with Tim Bates, director of Soul Acapella out of Baldwin Wallace University in Ohio. And we've been talking about adjustments that the group has needed to make with auditions because, as I'm sure you all know, we are still living in a pandemic. So, Tim, you touched on it a little bit before our break, but I'm wondering as I mean, because we all know acapella is challenging right now. But in your position as director, I think that you bring a unique perspective to this. So you've talked a little bit about things that the group has considered in terms of how to lead your group. But is is there anything else that comes to mind? Oh, it's really easy to say, screw the policies. We're just going to sing together in masks (laughs) and see what happens. But I'm really fortunate to be a part of a group that, at least from what I've seen, we all know this pandemic's real. We don't want to get in trouble. And so 
we're all understanding of what's happening is what we need to do. So right now, we're really trying to do the best that we can, but also understand that the most important thing is that we get through this pandemic. And if it means we wait longer to sing, well, it'll just be that much sweeter when we come back and we can sing the iCarly theme song. Now. Yeah, that's what we're all dying to do. Man. Sure. <laughs> That was fantastic. Oh, man, that's sorry. I lost that train of thought with that one. You, you got to start there <laughs> with that one. Yeah. And man, that's that's such a important concept because right now, you know, even just outside of music, so many are sacrificing so many things just to, you know, help make progress with everything going on right now. And, you know, it's so unfortunate that, you know, just in our day to day life, so many people are going through so many hardships. And then, you know, people like like in your position uh, who are seniors at universities or high schools or in their final years of, you know, some kind of activity or some kind of endeavor, they're really kind of being shortchanged a bit because they're not getting the unique experience that so many other people have gotten. And I, I'm curious because you are a senior and this will be your final year with Soul. What are your, some of your hopes, maybe even your expectations for, for the group and for yourself when it comes to this school year? Well, I think for me, I've gotten to the point where I have resided myself to kind of take a mentorship role instead of like a coaching role. I want this year to be very successful but also i've really told myself my goals need well not only have i told myself my wonderful mother told me this because you know always listen to your mother she she said to me you know you're leaving the group soon and it's important that you understand that you need to think of what's best for the group in the future not just what's going on now so for me i'm wanting to be able to find the members that i'm like okay they're going to make a phenomenal like i'm really good at being able to pick out okay this person's going to be a great leader someday like from auditions not only am i saying oh they're going to be a wonderful app but i'm also like okay they're going to be a wonderful arts manager my major is arts management oh, so okay. for me like one thing i think the group at least lacked when i first started the group was the management side and i think there's always needs to be a real like differentiating between who's running the music and then who's running the group in terms of management and so for me being able to figure out like oh man like johnny over here is so good at photoshop he'll be great at making our audition posters in the future or oh my gosh dennis is also just this amazing organizer he should be in charge of our schedule. So trying to find the strengths in each individual member outside of the musical realm is one of my big goals. I relate so much to what you're saying here because, and, and I'm glad that you brought up this idea of being a mentor to the group in your final year. I think that all groups, well, not all groups, I, I think that all members really should consider this as they go into, you know, their last hurrah with whatever they're doing. Because for me, myself, I did the same exact thing when I was in my group. I was president for all the first three years of the group just because I was the, one of the co-founders and it was so easy just to fit in that role. But that final year, I told myself if I become president again, you know what? The group is going to be at such a disadvantage because no one else is going to know how to do something. Of the things that I was doing that I told myself the same thing you're telling yourself hey I gotta step back let me figure out the best way to assist this group so that we're looking past now which is so important of what's going on right now with the pandemic it's so hard to just I mean, it's challenging to you know deal with everything that's going on but what's most important is we're going to get through this at some point in the same sense that hey this everything going on with the groups acapella groups out there you're going to get past this one year you just got to make the adjustments right now so i i so relate to what you're saying right now 
I think uh, that's very mature of both of you in your senior years. I wish I could relate. <laughs> <laughs> no, okay, let me let me clarify. The reason Please I say elaborate. That is because I did not have the same experience in collegiate acapella that you both did, where I was in it for multiple years and then I had my senior year as my last hurrah. I had one year of collegiate acapella and I was a second year grad student. So oh, wow. <laughs> my last hurrah was my first hurrah and I but I, I, me- I couldn't do it again because I had graduated. But let me ask you a question, though. Going into it, did you know that that was going to be your one and only year? Oh, yeah, I did. Oh, okay. Well, then that changes things. Well, I anticipated that it would be. I could have come back had the group not been officially adopted by the school. Okay. So a little selfish part of me when I finished (laughs) school and I knew that that whole like like, like the negotiations for that were underway. I was like, oh, it would be so great. I, I was like, the group will have so many more resources if this comes to fruition but i won't be able to do it again and i was like but on the bright side if they don't get into the school i can come back right but i guess you can kind of take some solace in the the fact that hey you were part of the last group and right. that incarnation right. so right. that's something there within a couple of years they posted a music video that had a million views in one week and i was like oh my oh, goodness whoa oh. well i guess i should have taken another year okay no that was two years it was the beginning of the the iteration of the group two years after or two years after I was in. Oh, man. Yeah. Well, so not well. the year right after me, their first year in the school it was their sec- beginning of their second year in the school. It was they filmed and recorded and filmed Amazing Grace in the Provo River. And that that music video had a million views in a week. Well, if it makes you feel any better, our group, my group, has still not had a million viewed video ever. Now, so, Brian, why would that make me feel better? <laughs> I was joking. <laughs> I was trying to to relate to you somehow. Anyway, now that we've done that little thing there, Tim. So, so back to just your senior year because this is such an important year. I want you, if you can, just to think back on all the years you spent with this group, all the the things you contributed to the group, all the moments of, you know, happiness, the amazing performances, the time spent with other members. When you look back, what have been some of like your proudest accomplishments or maybe your fondest memories of your time with the group? So there's one that other people would kind of look like as a a little like, oh, this isn't that big of a deal. But when I started in the group, the big group uh, on campus was this all-male group called Mr. Sun's Echo. They, you know, they're a huge deal. Male acapella groups, you know, they're so much fun. But for me, I, I, I don't know, me being a different group, you kind of get this like sense of like, oh, they're not the group I'm in. So grr, they're the enemy. <laughs> and w- one thing they got to do every year was at any school function, they would be the group asked to sing the school alma mater. And I remember being like, well, they're an all-males group. Like, why can't it be a group that has all types of people in it and my goal was to like at some point us to be the group that were asked to sing the school alma mater and then last year this was probably like probably a week a couple weeks it might have been the last time we sang as a group in public we were asked to sing the school alma mater and to me that was just an awesome moment and I don't know if it's because they said no or not. Or I don't know if it's because <laughs> it's because, you know, we were asked. I'm going to tell myself it's because we worked really hard and we were asked. But it totally could have been because they said no. But for me, that being something, for me, something so small in retrospect, but being something that I've had in my mind since my freshman year, that's been really cool. And I think my other thing that's one of my favorite things, uh, the fact that I got to do it all for my first all four years with my roommate and I'm my best friend Evan we both had points our freshman and sophomore year where we hated it 
We told there were multiple times freshman year where he left. He's like, I quit. I'm gonna quit. And I had to talk him out of it. And there's sometimes sophomore and freshman year where I was like, I quit, I quit. And we talked to each other out of it. And so for last year to us be, you know, both in those leadership positions and to a point where in alternate realities, we both could have easily not been in it. And for us to be the people leading it was just so special. And I am still heartbroken that we never got to properly, you know, for me, he's been, for me not to properly get to send him off, like, in our annual concert, that's still heartbreaking to me, but still getting to know that we started together and we are able to finish four years together, that, that that's a, such a special achievement. Yeah, and it, it sounds like, at the very least, there's so much, like, sentimental value that was built up, whether it be through some some of the, the connections, whether it be through the performance that you're talking about, and I, I think that's what you know, when I look back on my time with the group, that's what you remember the most. You know, of course, you're going to remember, oh, that one time we got to perform, whether it was like, you know, for the for the new station or we had this big performance or we got to do whatever, whatever this grand thing is. When you look back, it's really those memories, those things that, you know, on the outside might not have seemed like much. But to you, it holds so much like nostalgia or, you know, it, there was so much attachment to the people there. And yeah, I, I think that's what it comes down to, you know. At the end of the day, it, all of the accomplishments that you have are just going to be facts that could be like a great trivia question. But what's really important is the fact that you find the people that you want to invite to your wedding. Like one day when I'm married, I am sure that Evan will be my best man. Like having these people that you are going to hold on to forever, that you will always have those moments and remember once everything's gone and the world is run by robots, <laughs> knowing that you have these fantastic people that you were with during a time that was so hard, that is what you're going to remember forever. I, I agree. Once Skynet, you know, rises up, you know, that's Absolutely. exactly what we're going to remember for sure. Thinking you, you'll never forget the people of people. I have my phone is blowing up because I'm getting these Facebook messages from the gals that I was on Noteworthy with. Wow. So my collegiate group right there on my phone. I mean, you stay in touch with those people and I mean, they change your life. I agree. Yeah. And we, we, we've been talking about how all these sentimental things and the things that you remember and it's like, oh yeah, the facts, the, that cool song you did. That's not, I mean, that's really cool, but you always remember this, <laughs> but I'm going to revert back to that because this past spring, Soul released a brand new single, Bad Romance by Lady Gaga, which... I mean, I kind of like, I love Lady Gaga, so, and, and I, I did listen to it. It was very good. So can you tell us, Tim, what was the group's process for bringing this project and arrangement to life? Well, so the previous year we had released River and, and I've heard it that, was really and cool. Very- and it's really cool. But the thing about that was we hired someone outside to record it. And the really cool thing about this one was our treasurer and tenor at the time, Brandon Zlotnick, decided, hey, I kind of want to get, I, I want to be able to record. I, w- I want to try to do something. And oh. what was really cool was everything about that song, it was arranged by a member of the group. It was mastered by a member of the group. Even like the... The cover art was designed by this amazing artist that might just happen to share the same name as me. And so <laughs> everything about it was group related. And for me, that was such, so just a Z, cool. all internal. Absolutely. Nice. And at the end of the day, like, I'll be honest, I love River and I think River is so good and it is so well edited. But having a song that you know couldn't have existed without the members of your group. Mm-hmm. And also we didn't pay a cent for it besides all the <laughs> right, stuff that we had right. to do when mm-hmm. it comes to like submitting to Spotify. That is such an awesome feeling. 
Yeah, sorry. I, I'm I'm still trying to come back off of the comments of what you just made there. So, sorry, but but with this, I, I agree completely. I'm like, there's nothing like something that you built with your own hands at the end of the day. And I I think we're seeing a lot more groups go that route, which is great because it means that we're becoming more uh, self reliant and we're able to do things without. No, we're able to do things that people within the community know how to do. Because I think that's the challenge is when you start going out of acapella you get like you know whether it be technicians or you get producers they they know what music is but man acapella music is different and you need that person who has that experience or who who understands vocal music to really capture that so it's great that you all were able to do that now is bad romance a song that you all perform live or was it done specifically for yeah. A studio yeah so actually that arrangement at our icca quarterfinals at one best arrangement at that yeah so it, it was it was really cool. So yeah, we performed it live and we had been doing it since the beginning of the semester. And that was really a cool accomplishment to be able to have a song. Abby, the person who arranged it, did such a great job. I don't know if y'all have listened to it, but also... I've listened to the we, live version, but I haven't listened to Spotify. So in like the, I guess near the end, there's also brought in like about 20 seconds of Edge of Glory. Yes, I've heard Dawn. that. Okay. And I... And people are like, oh, so it's a mashup. And I'm like, no, because it's still bad romance, right. but it just features right. a little part of it. And for me, one of my favorite arrangements ever in acapella was on the rocks version yes i have sang that version over and over again i remember Same. watching it on the sing-off and that version is so much fun and it we may down. or may not have like ripped off like half of their choreo when it came to the choreo <laughs> of it but like that's one of my favorite performances watching ever mm -hmm. because i guess one thing i've always seen with male acapella groups is for some reason or another people are like oh they can have fun they can goof off mm -hmm. but when it comes to like co-ed groups they're like oh these are the groups that are going to be like serious and stuff and yep. I'm like no have like i want us to be able to do songs like the iCarly theme song or do a walrus parody of our school's alma mater like things like that are things i want to do and so being able to like have goofy moments when reed does the you know that i want you you know that i need you that always has the crowd just laughing hysterically those are moments that i freaking love right and, and why should all male groups have all the fun you know everyone else exactly can Exactly. I mean, all female this. groups can have fun too. Just right. There. Exactly. Oh, absolutely. I, Everyone should have fun if they're singing. It's supposed to be fun. Right. It's not taxes. <laughs> okay, so I got to ask now because you brought it up twice. Please tell me that you have an arrangement worked out for the iCarly theme song. Tell me that's oh, done. Oh, we've done it multiple oh, times. Oh, you are? It's been done. <laughs> so, okay. Yeah. So wow. it is one of the songs that we perform at like every school function because who, who doesn't love iCarly? So we have done, and that's so much fun. It, it, it's it's really simple, but it's really cool to be able to whip out and people don't expect it. So when they go to the, and people are like, wait, what song is that? And then when the person goes to the, I know, you see, everyone's like, oh, the nostalgia. <laughs> I know and so it is always so much fun to be able to whip that out. Is it going to win us an ICCA set? Probably not, but that's well, not the point of it. Is this video, is that song posted live anywhere? Because I have not seen it. 
It should be. If you go into, it should be on our YouTube page. The five videos that I saw on there. Yeah, it it should be um, the final song on our acapella festival. So uh, the Baldwin Alls acapella festival video. It should be our very uh, last song that we performed. In 2019. Yes. Can I just say that if if nothing else, and there's a lot that acapella does well, but I think one of the best things about acapella that they do so much better than any other type of artist and any other style of music is theme songs no one has a market on theme songs like acapella groups i'm just throwing that out there i said it oh my gosh it is you you heard it here first good Uh, yeah but that's the thing i love about acapella like so i have like thousands of acapella playlists and when i go through and i find out like different groups have done different songs it is so exciting to find out that a song that i love has been done either for like the 15th time or the first time like i just like a week ago found out that pentatonics did waving through a window from dervin hansen no idea how i didn't know that i probably was living under a rock but <laughs> well, like I didn't to know that find either, something so. <laughs> I was so excited. Like, and then when you find out that, like, you know, Straight No Chasers and the, like, the movies theme song. Yeah. It is so cool because you can really do, like, anything mm-hmm. with acapella. Not just, you know, the cool top 40 hits. Exactly. And that's I, that's what gets me the most. That's what hooks me about acapella at the end of the day. I, I, I mean, will... it's kind of timeless. Yeah, ex- exactly. I agree completely. So we have just a short amount of time here left. And there is something I did want to bring up with you because you while you do so much acapella you also i think it's important to point out that even people within acapella you know they have lives outside of it have passions hobbies other things that they do and i know that you specifically you run a youtube channel and you do photography and i'm just i'm curious with the you know just this last few minutes that we have here how do you balance it all and not only that you know do any of those like skills any of those endeavors do they translate to what you do in acapella well i for me when it comes to just everything that i've done i try to find use for every passion i remember my parents used to be worried like how is he going to find something to do because you have so many passions (laughs) but if you can turn put all of your skills into what you want to do it's freaking phenomenal (laughs) right so i just so when it comes to photography like that's something i've been doing for about four years now and first of all it's really helpful so we don't have to pay for group photos (laughs) but also because those are expensive but being able to capture a moment is something that's important whether you're trying to choreograph a great dance number you're trying to take pictures of toddlers in their halloween costumes it always relates when you're trying to make a captivative thing people are going to watch it's no different if you're trying to make a funny reaction video or if you're trying to do an amazing amazing rendition of a song and for me when it comes to someone with major arts management background it's really important for me to be able to figure out okay not only what are acapella fans gonna like but i guess one of my biggest philosophies when it's come to programming anything whether it be like something acapella related or something theatrical it's okay my goal is to number one have someone come and let find and hear a song that they love, but then also have someone come in and hear a song that they've never heard of that they will go home and look up. So I think it's really important to use all of your skills, no matter what you're doing, to their fullest potential. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, I think that's such a good point right there. Is a performance done in such a way that it makes you think about it after the fact and not only that, want to go out and show people that? I think that's the true, you know, mark of you know of art really does it do you want to get others involved that's what it comes down to exactly so that's that's and if your answer is no then why are you doing it? 
hey, you know, I'm not going to disagree with that. And and on that note, unfortunately, we do have to take one more quick commercial break. But stick around because we're going to come back and continue speaking with Tim Bates right here on Tacapella. You may not know this, but Acaville is a nonprofit. We're a community supported organization. And the way we keep our lights on and keep the music spinning is largely through memberships and contributions. So I encourage you to be a member of Acaville. Not only will you support everything that we're doing and supporting the community and bringing great music and features to you, but there are some pretty killer member benefits out there as well. Head on over to Acaville.org, check out the member benefits, because we'd love to have you as a member of the Acaville community. And we are back on the final segment of tonight's episode of Tacapella with Tim Bates. And as per tradition, we are going to wrap up tonight with a little bit of fun with and we begin that with our rapid fire questions. So, Tim, are you ready? As ready as I'll ever be. Perfect. How about you, Brian? I am ready. I feel like we need a little drum roll here or something, but I, I don't beatbox, so. Ooh, on that I can't note, do the drum roll, sorry. On the, I, that's okay. On that note, <laughs> Tim, first question. Toilet paper rolls over or under? Oh, man. I don't remember. I think under, but I don't really think that much about what I do. Jeez, is that something people like actively think about? There have, I feel so weird. There have been some major yeah, arguments. Uh, I think under, no. but like I'm not partial to I'm not it's partial over. to the fact that it's I'm over. gonna like fight with people. Hey, you it asked for be. I don't purpose. remember. Okay. I can go check to see what it is, but I mean, the original patent, I saw a picture of it, and it was over. What? Oh, you would know these things. How, how I know. know. I'm a geek. Things? What can I say? <laughs> All right. Question two. What is your favorite YouTube channel? Ooh, I'm going to give you two because I'm cheap. <laughs> Drew Gooden and Danny Gonzalez. They have very funny reaction commentary videos. Ooh, okay. Go check Go check those out, listeners. Oh, was that it? That was the two? Yeah. Oh, my yes. gosh. I thought, it was, I thought that was one. <laughs> <laughs> no. Well, people do say they're the same person, and that's kind of a running joke that they have with each other. But no, they are two okay, different channels. Okay, Very good. That's good to know. Question number three, Tim. What is your favorite non-acapella activity? Watching professional wrestling with my girlfriend. Nice. Wow. Okay. I, yes. I like it. Big professional wrestling fan. Okay. Oh, okay. I can't ask any more questions. It'll, it'll come up later. All right. Question number four. As someone living in Ohio, I have to ask, what is the best thing to put Skyline Chili on? Oh, man. <laughs> That's hard because I've tried putting it on everything. Have you? Pizza. Like everything. I don't know. I'm going to say, I'm going to go with the classic chili dog, but okay. noodles are good too. Yes. What the that... heck is Skyline Chili? It's... So Skyline Chili, I don't like that they put the chili on it because people are like, it's not chili. And I think it really scares people, but there's not really a better term. Okay. It's basically, it's basically spaghetti, but instead of spaghetti sauce, you put this like Greek-based chili and it's really hard to explain and it looks gross if you have haven't had it before but you need to try it. it is delicious does it have beans in it you can have beans you don't have okay, to okay because i don't do beans so I'll, I'll just say i grew up my my stepmom lived in uh, cincinnati for a while and she uh, introduced us okay, to skyline okay. chili okay. so i'm glad that you mentioned noodles because my favorite all-time like one of my favorite all-time dish is chili cheese spaghetti with skyline chili oh my gosh people people are always like that's so gross it what? is what i grew up on from ages like three to age now yeah. <laughs> to age now <laughs> I agree. It's great. It's awesome. I can agree. Well, 
I mean, I have to ask now that, I mean, just because prior you said that you're a huge pro wrestling fan and that's your favorite non acapella activity. Who is your all-time favorite wrestler? Oh, man. So I'll go with an answer that non-wrestling fans will know and then fans wrestling fans will know. Non-wrestling fans, probably Stone Cold Steve Austin because he is incredible. But if you're a wrestling fan, this changes all the time. But probably it's John Moxley because he's from Cincinnati and he's really cool and he's really tough and he's awesome. I've heard that name and I'm not a wrestling fan. That's good. I, I'm surprised. I'm like, I've, I've not heard of that. And I grew up watching wrestling. So I need to. He used to be known as Dean Ambrose when he was in the WWE. Oh, that so sounds familiar. That, that, okay. Yeah, he, he's more known for that name probably. Okay, gotcha. All right, question six. What pop culture reference stands out to you as the best from the decade you were born in? Ooh, so, that's tough. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess like that's hard because. I don't know. I was born in the late part of the 90s. Okay. So, like, I'm technically a 90s kid, but, like, I just snuck in enough to be like, I was a 90s kid. I don't really know enough about it. I guess, like, you got it, dude, from Full House. Like, the, you got it, dude. Is that 90s? Probably that. Yeah, Full House. Was, I think Full yeah, House Full was House 90s. 90s. Oh, yeah. That was the, the, what is it, TGIF lineup right there. So, that was definitely 90s. Are you a 90s kid, Brian? I am a 90s kid. I was born in 89, but I love everything I mean, too. about the 90s. So, okay. Yeah. But I, if I if I was to say like a pop culture reference, I would think like Dirty Dancing the the lift. Oh, okay. Yeah. That works, sir, you know? I've never seen Dirty Dancing. Oh my. Okay, then you can't <laughs> claim that. How can you I haven't that? either. What? Oh my goodness, Shane. So, it's funny. Okay. Question number 7. Cats or dogs? dogs but cats have started growing on me a little more but i feel like i feel like every dog you see is adorable and cute and is going to give you a hug you got to find that specific cat that has dog-like tendencies and (laughs) that's the case just get a dog i think all of my cats have dog-like tendencies that that's i find that funny that the that the only way you can really like cats is if they're like dog look at one of my one of my little ones did to me what oh i cannot see your screen i can't see your screen do you see that tim yeah i do it looks it's like a scratch it's like two inches long down my hand oh my god say another reason why dogs are better you know dogs can scratch you too (laughs) yeah but it feels but when they scratch you it's usually out of love because they don't know what they're doing they can bite you and break your skin what the, only if they're protecting someone i mean that, your dog tried or to they bite want off the that bacon in your head. hand oh my god Where's wow that? this is getting grim all right next question okay. <laughs> question eight what is your biggest pet peeve oh my biggest pet peeve is when people don't follow when people are like no i got this i'm gonna do it i'm gonna do that and then i have to remind them a bunch of times <laughs> right people who know me know if you make a promise to me i'm gonna follow up on it and see where you're doing so it, it unless you want to get fifteen thousand texts from me which you're gonna get <laughs> don't promise you're gonna do something i agree unreliable the people are tough totally, to deal with totally agree with that Tim, what is your hidden talent? Well, I am really good at doing a Kermit the Frog impression. Um, so a lot of people talk about that and they're like, Tim, do your Kermit the Frog impression. I'm like, okay, here's my Kermit the Frog impression. <laughs> that is awesome. <laughs> that is spot on. That was really, well, like he started talking in it and didn't say what it was right away. And I was like, oh my gosh, it's Kermit. Oh, I knew immediately right away. Wow. That's that is, that's good. I, well done. You well know done. what you have to do? Now you have to sing Rainbow Connection at at some point so we had that last we got an arrangement of it last semester and everyone else in the group was like this arrangement is so hard and i had to literally be like intervene to 
by my by the rest of the group being like we can't do this anymore that was really sad but yeah no it was a really hard arrangement oh my goodness all right well one day you know for karaoke or something. one day one day all right all right final question if you were a song what would you be and why oh 100 mr blue sky by electric light orchestra that is my all-time favorite song i listen to it at least seven times a day i am going to do that song before i graduate i don't care if i have to do it myself and clone myself <laughs> <laughs> that is the song that is me. It's about being optimistic. It's fun. It's not about like every other song is about love. It's just about being happy and a happy person. And it is fun to listen to when it's cloudy. It's fun to listen to when it's sunny. I love that song. It is a great song. That's fantastic. Okay. That's I gotta awesome. say, I gotta commend you, Tim, because in, I mean, for the first time, I feel like since we've been doing these rapid fire questions, you answered right away on everything. Yeah, you thank you, you actually did it in a rapid fashion. So thank I you. will put that on my resume. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, this is great. All right. So thank you for that round of rapid fire questions. And to just kind of wrap things up here, we always like to end the show with our guests offering some advice to listeners. So, Tim, we pose a question to you. If you could offer our listeners some advice, what would you say? Well, I'm going to try to pose this, especially to people who are maybe coming into a new group, whether it be high school college or whatever don't take yourself too seriously and i know that's something a lot of people say but it's really important that you can joke have fun when you're faced with important deadlines or things you have to do if you can laugh about it if you can joke about it it's important one thing that i was told when i first started was me and my roommate would always get in trouble for making jokes during rehearsals and we'd always get yelled at but the thing is we were still getting done what we needed to do and that's kind of what i think we've done now really well is we're able to have fun but we still get done what we need to do so if you can just not take yourself too seriously you're gonna have a hell sorry not sure if i'm allowed you're gonna have a heck of a lot more fun of a time doing what you're supposed to do love it love it i love it completely all right tip for our listeners out there if they wanted to learn more about soul learn more about any projects you're attached to where could they go absolutely well if you are interested in baldwin wallace university's soul acapella you can stroll right on down to instagram.com and go find bw soul there you will find information about our group links and eventually where we're going to be performing right now that is in our bedrooms individually on zoom if you are interested in learning more about me you can find me on instagram at tim the music man if you're interested in learning about my photography endeavors you can find me on instagram at who guessed it tim bates photography yeah that's it awesome we can't wait to see these performances alicia if our listeners wanted to learn more about you where could they go just a second what was that photography one uh tim bates photography there should be a nice blue logo with a signature. There it is. Follow. Yeah. Okay. Woohoo. Followed all three right now. And listeners, you should too. All right. Oh, what? Can I, can I say one more thing yeah. really quickly? One thing Soul is uh, currently partnered with, um, we are partnered with the National Center for Learning Disabilities. If you listen to our song, if you buy it, 50% of our, for either of our songs, go to the National Center for Learning Disabilities. So yeah, that, that's something that very amazing. near and dear to my heart. And and, yeah. and just to clarify, those two songs are Bad Romance and River, is that? Yes. Okay, perfect. Yeah, go check those out and uh, support that great cause. That's wonderful. That is so cool. If you are interested in following me, you can find me on Twitter. My Twitter handle is Alicia Edwards and. That is E-L-I-C-I-A. You know how to spell Edwards, 19. You can also find me on Instagram. My Instagram name is E.Squared1989. 
How about you, Brian? As always, you can find me on Twitter at the Brian Alex Brian with an I. And please go give a follow to all the work that I do with College Acapella. We have a Facebook account, Twitter account, and Instagram. And on that note, we also want to give a plug for our show, Tacapella. So please, if you're interested, go give us a follow on Twitter at Tacapella to P's two L's. You can also go to our website to hear previous episodes, Tacapella.org. We want to thank Tim Bates so much for joining us today man it was tons of fun uh loved your energy love your answers love just learning about soul and everything you got going on well thank you so much for having me again still not quite sure if this is a prank yet but i really appreciate y'all giving a small nerdy kid from ohio a chance to tell his story i really appreciate it well this is indeed reality so no pranks here And on that note, we also want to say give a follow to Acaville Radio. They are the reason that we're able to do our show and they are the reason that you're able to listen to our show. Uh, So go follow them on Twitter, Facebook and check out their website. That's going to wrap up today's show. Uh, Thanks for tuning in. For everything else, stay tuned.